When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. I'm so happy to have Julie Taveras, who is the founder of Investing Latina uh, on the podcast. Julie, I'm just so proud of you. I'm so orgullosa. A young Latina that is teaching other Latinas how to invest. I mean, like, this is like the holy grail, right? Because every Latina is like, how do I make money? How do I do it? And you're just breaking it down for them. But you have such a great story of how, like, how in God's name did you start doing this? It's just a great story. Goodness. When I think about, like, how I started and, you know, just thinking about the concept of investing Latina, right? That was something that when I thought of the name, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never even really heard of someone like this. I've never really have seen very a lot of women talking about money in a positive way. Of course, we hear the stories even within our own families of uh, hardships, right? Like, oh my gosh, no hay dinero, no, no podemos hacer tal cosa. Like all these little things that we feel like that we hear a lot that feels like a restriction and like things that we can't do because there is no money. But I haven't really heard people talk about abundance and the fact that there is and the fact that we just kind of have to go out there and get it. And so when I started investing Latina, I had left a 15 year career in fashion, which, you know, is really interesting because it's so different. I had worked in fashion. I love fashion my whole life. I was always very inspired by mommy who was always very fashionable, although everything she made was either everything she had was either handmade by herself or secondhand. But she always just made it work. So much style, so much beauty, so much grace. And I ended up really studying fashion and working a long time in fashion. But I decided that I was going to take a little bit of a break. But let me tell you, the only reason why I took a little bit of a break was because I finally had my financial life together to do so. Wow. (laughs) How did you you figure that out, Julie? How did you figure that out? When my dad got really sick, actually 10 years ago now, this year, that was a very serious push that said, listen, you have to get organized. All this excessive shopping, all these Manolo Blahniks that you have. Yeah, se acabó. You were, you were very, <laughs> you were very uh, carry in sex in the city Latina. I see, muchacha. I definitely was. And what that meant was a lot of debt, right? Because hello, if you see, if you watch Sex in the City, you already know that Carrie was not able to afford those things, but she was she, buying she them anyway. And she couldn't buy a house. She couldn't buy her apartment. She couldn't. And she had those all those shoes. She had all those handbags, but she really didn't have anything else beyond that. And so that was a big push for me in my life. And I listened to people like Susie Orman. <laughs> I remember yeah, listen, Saturday I, night. Who I listened to too. Right. And she had the Saturday night show. And when I stopped like going out on Saturdays and I'm flipping through channels, I'm like, oh, this woman is is interesting. And she's uh, she has all this like energy. She almost feels like Latina. Like, yeah, I love her. I love her. I'm a a big fan. 
Yes. And so that's kind of how it began. It took me a couple of years to get life financially together, but I did. And then I took a leap of faith and I said, listen, I, I don't, I don't have a plan. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I know that I I'm smart. <laughs> I know that I've been able to figure it out in the past and I've learned a lot of things in, in my career that I can hopefully apply to something else, something new, something different. And all I wanted to do was continue to kind of focus on myself, invest in myself and make sure that I was really making an effort to build the life that I envisioned for myself. Mm. That was how in investing Latina was born. And I came up with the motto of keep investing. So, you know, no matter what is going on in life, things are going to be hard. I've still go through a lot of hardships. No, we all <laughs> like, do. We all do. La vida, yeah. I say it's like, it's like a, an obstacle course constantly. Even I think. I'll tell you, I, I'm, I could be your mom and I can tell you that as you get older, it doesn't get any easier. So you have to be resilient and like be able to pivot. But I want to ask you something because I'm particularly interested in your brand. Yes. <laughs> because in my book, Self-Made, I talk, I say, don't buy shoes, buy buildings. <laughs> and I think I'm one of those old school immigrant people that like was very anti-stock mm-hmm. and very pro buying real estate. And by the way, it you know, I've I've made a fortune buying real estate. However, I'm very curious and I want to hear everything you have to say because during the pandemic, living in California, uh, the governor told everybody don't pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So if I had not saved a lot of money, I would have lost all my buildings. Mm. So I, you know, it was a cautionary tale for me. And I realized that I have to, even I, that I think you might have said, oh, I really didn't know it all. And that I needed to diversify more and put my money in different places. And I loved reading about you and seeing that you said, I started with 50 bucks and you broke it down step by step, how you got into the stock market, which I still find very scary. And just so you know, you're going to laugh when I tell you this, but everything I learned about the stock market, I learned from Warren Buffett had Mm. a YouTube tutorial for kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I took the tutorial and I got to say, you know, I learned a lot from Warren Buffett and it got me to feel a little less scared, but I just so applaud you because you've really broken it down how you did it. Yes. So can you share how you started this whole journey? And let me tell you, my mom, just like you, was very much so scared of the stock market. Because when I came home one day, I had gotten uh, my first job and I was working for a nonprofit. So it was a 403B, the retirement fund that we contributed to through the company. And she said to me, what are you doing? Why are you putting money into that? Like, don't worry. That that sounds so you're going to lose your money. Don't think about that. Instead of Julie, you know what? We got to tell the listeners why people like your mom and me feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of young people realize we left our countries Mm-hmm. and the entire economic system. And when those things happen, all the money we would have had and what's the equivalent of the stock market here in our countries, we lost, our parents lost everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't want young people, like maybe you guys, we don't talk about that a lot, mm-hmm. but that's why we're all afraid of paper money. Yes. And we, and we like assets. Now, truthfully, all of us lost our real estate in our countries too. And not so much in your mom's era of Santo Domingo, but the, the, the grandparent era. So it's just good that you guys know that history. 
Yeah, it's really important to to for me. And even years later, I had to kind of understand that because I didn't at the time. I really just thought, you know, we're young and we're just like, why don't our parents agree with us? Right, mommy, you don't understand. And so I, you know, being the rebellious kind of child that I am, I'm the oldest and I'm just like, you know, I've, I made all the mistakes. Right. But I kind of pushed back and I said, you, you know, I, it's not much money. It's $50 that I'm putting in every paycheck. Like it, it's really not going to be a lot of money. So I'm going to just see how it goes and we'll go from there. She was like, it's better for you to save so that you can buy a house. That's really the goal that that their mentality. That's what it is to really focus on buying that first home, having property. And I really do appreciate that. And I think that is very important. You know, it's part of what we consider like the American dream and even elsewhere. Right. Even back home in our countries. But I also wish we would have had the conversation of that the importance of diversification of course years later now we talk about this and, and so i really just started with that and i had no idea this was during the the great recession of 2007 2008 so guess what which way my stocks went the only way to go from there was up <laughs> and yeah so but how did you even okay but i have to like because i, I want to break it down because you're yeah, maybe a challenged about this like, how did you even know how to, like, how to even go into the stock market, where to put the money, mm-hmm. how to actually do the transaction, like break it down for everybody. You wouldn't believe, like, if you're just getting started with investing, it's it can be very simplified. You really are going to a place that is a connector to the stock market. And that's so like be in your case, where did you bridge? And so the brokerage account that I used at that time was called Nationwide. Right. So Nationwide was the company that offered a type of plan. And that could be a 401k, 403b, 457. It could be a Roth IRA or. But Nana, how did you know all that? Did you get all that from Susie Orman? Okay. I know, Muchacha. I learned this like after many years. But essentially, I didn't, I really didn't know a lot going into it. But I said, okay, well, this is the place that connects me to the stock market. Hello, hola, I'm Julie. In today's world, there's like Vanguard, places yes. like that, right? We have Vanguard, we got Fidelity, we have Charles Schwab, I'm Muchisimos. And yeah. so you have to kind of get to the place first. So you got to roam around and look and say, hey, how can I really start investing? Where can I get access to the stock market? And it's through these brokerages. And then you really have to kind of decide the type of account that you're going to use. And, and if you have a job, you have access to a retirement account. And that's a lot of people don't consider that investing. And that's actually the most easy way to get started. And then once you're there, Bella, you open the account, you decide how much you're going to put in. In my case, it was $50 because that's all I had. <laughs> and so then you decide, okay, what exactly am I going to invest into? And they can make it very simple for us by actually creating little buckets and they give us it's kind of like a checklist and they they tell you hey what are the things that you would like to invest in stocks bonds you also have the option of actually just choosing to invest depending on the year that you're going to retire and that's how i started it's really not more complicated than that and then of course staying committed to truly depositing that money every single month being consistent and of course definitely not getting scared when the market starts to do its little dance because it goes up and down i want you to break it down even more like exactly what did you do to figure out where to put the money yes so when i first started i mentioned that i just checked off the box that said uh, that asked me it was a simple question and it said what year, what year will you be 65 years old? 
And so that's typically- So you just let them decide for you at that moment? So the broker that I was using um, put together different different options in terms of what companies they were investing in. It's kind of like a mixed bag of things. And truly, when any of us are investing, remember that word diversification. You really want to make sure that you're diversified. And you could do that in many different ways. When we think about the way that Warren Buffett recommends that we all invest, it's using index funds, right? So I started out with what was called a target date fund, the target date for when I was going to be 65 years old. And then after some time, once I really started reading more and understanding more of what different options I had, I started to choose different products. And I chose those products because they ended up being actually a little bit less expensive. You know how we are. We want to find the deals. Oh, so you're saying like what we have to know too is cuánto cuesta be in there. And also if you get out and if you get out early or late, are you going to lose money and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you want to be aware once you start investing, like you don't, you're not going to know a lot when you get started. And that's totally okay. That's actually how it should be, right? You're not going to know a lot. You're just going to get started. You're going to put a little bit of money in. And and that's also the importance of starting with a small amount. It's not only just because it's really important to start small because you want to learn as you go and slowly invest more little by little once you really have a hold on it. And once you really have a good grasp on what investments you want to focus on, because let me tell you, everybody has a very different portfolios. You know, someone that's 20 years old is going to invest in a very different way than someone who's 60 years old, right? Someone that's 20 has the ability to go all out with risk because they have the time to recover. They have the time to invest more. They have the time, you know, to allow a baby company to grow to a multi-billion dollar company. But someone that's 60 years old is not going to have that same flexibility. So they're going to have to really focus on the companies that are probably already in a stable place, you know, companies that are a little bit more secure. When we think about the big ones, right? Google, Apple, those are all great companies that are in a great place. And and so they can be considered less risky. So when we're thinking about diversifying, we're thinking about buying just kind of buckets, like I said, a target date fund, or like Warren says, buy an index fund, because it has a little bit of everything. I have so many cousins, you know, La Familia Dominicana, La Familia Latina, we lost count of how many cousins we have. But I have tons that are in their teenage years, and early 20s. And as soon as they get started, they don't, I make, I I sit them down and I make them do it. They open an account with Fidelity. (laughs) They open up a Roth IRA. They invest, they put in those $50 that they have and they put it on recurring and they choose an index fund. And I said, Hey, this is the way that you get started. This index fund has a, a little piece of every company. Once you get into it, you can do other things. You can say, Hey, you know, I want to buy this individual stock because I love this company. You know, I love Nike. I want to put more money into Nike. I love, you know, Apple, like Apple. Put more money into Apple and that. And so you can always kind of adjust, but the most important thing is that you really kind of stay focused. Don't, don't mess with it too much, but don't go crazy because I do have sometimes students that get really, really kind of stressed by it. And I'm like, you're looking at it a little bit too much. Hold on. Moneymaker will be right back. Let's get back to the show. My real estate story was like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA in a very dark period in LA. I bought, you know, 
16, 19 buildings over time. Then I, then I sold some and I, you know, and I mean, I must've gotten like at one point, you know, 5,000% growth on my money. And then the pandemic came and like, I lost 50% of the value of the buildings temporarily because Mm -hmm. California and New York never go down for long. However, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of scary. I'm like, I'm teaching this to women. And now, como que Dios me está castigando, you know? So your stock must have gone down in the last couple of years pretty mm-hmm. radically. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. March of 2020, I was like, ay, Dios mio. <laughs> I was like, right? what is going on? Okay. So, like, this is a good, a good thing for us to talk about because those of us that teach mm-hmm. and then the thing happens to us, like, how did you, how did you react to all that? You know what? During that time, it, obviously nobody knew what was going on. We thought that the market was going to be down and we were going into a Great Depression, right? That's what, you know, the, even the analysts were really saying, like, okay, things are definitely not good. And the thing about the stock market and the thing about, honestly, life in general is que uno nunca sabe. And so when you are... You, when you are in the position where you see something like this happen and you lose what looks like 50% of your of your investments, you kind of do start to panic. It happens to the best of people, the richest of people, the, the richest people that's going to happen to them. You know, your heart kind of sinks a little bit like, OK, what in the world? But you have to also look at history. And history does tend to repeat itself and things do recover. And so we had the K recovery, which is it dropped really low in the end of March. And then all of a sudden it was up, 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 up. And a couple months later, it was higher than before, you know, the pandemic, before we even started. And so I think that if you're going to be an investor, you have to have optimism. You have to get rid of any pessimistic ideas or negativity that you might have because you have to always kind of keep history in mind and say to yourself, you know, things will get better, kind of stay the course. Even when the ride is bumpy, I have a plan. I have a five-year plan. I have a 10-year plan. And the best thing that we can do is have those long-term plans that will kind of take away the stress of what happens in the short term. And so, you know, even in your situation, having that cash in excess for when things got rough in the real estate market, you prepared, you know, so even though it was difficult for you, you still had the know-how and that's something that we all have to do. That's why even though we all invest, we all have to have a savings account. Don't be out here investing and don't, don't think that you could don't just- over, over leverage. Don't partake, even though. Tu sabe, the money in the bank isn't so good either. Because look what just happened with all these banks. Thank God I got my money. I, my money was in one of the banks that collapsed. Yes. So thank God I got it out and I put it in treasury bills. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that this country is based on investing your money all yes. the time. But you have to have a bat, like you have to have some reserves. Yes. For a rainy day. You have yes. to. Because I would have lost my it. shirt. But the point is that you have to diversify. And I think as women, that's the most important thing that we can do, especially when we are when we have families, you know, anything could happen, you can lose a spouse, someone can get sick, you know, and these are all things that we have to kind of not be afraid of, but also kind of try to to 
anticipate in a sense, porque puede pasar. Anything could happen to anyone. Well, and, and I also think it's important to have mentors that are older than you because I see. I think it cuando I panicked because I did. My 85-year-old mentor who I did a podcast with last week and she's amazing, Elaine. You know, she said to me, I mean, I'm more pleased, like, you know, it comes back, relax. Yes. I've been through these. <laughs> like, you need to have people that go, California is, not, I mean, California is the fifth biggest economy in the world. Like, it's going to come back, relax. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I was freaking out. It's so true. We need those, like, money cheerleaders, ¿verdad? La gente que, that are just going to be like, listen, you got this. And at the end of the day, money does come back. Like, if you're out there, if you're hustling, if you're doing the things that that may, hopefully you enjoy in life and doing it for the right reasons, things really come to you. I am a strong believer in that. Like, you put it out there, you put positive energy out there, you connect with people because, you know, how they've talked about people are getting lonelier. Since the pandemic, everyone's become more to themselves and kind of staying at home more. And I think that that's something that we have to be very cautious and careful with, especially as women, because women thrive when they work together, you know? So so you have to have your cheerleaders, you have to have your, your money BFFs, people that you can really feel comfortable talking about perhaps some of your struggles with and really kind of thinking of new ways to to make more money because it's not you know in order for you to invest more and to build wealth you always have to be creative of how you're going to make more you have to go for that promotion you have to perhaps be competitive than that so claro, it's claro. really important that that in order for us to do that we have to build that confidence and and I really strongly believe that confidence comes from in internal it comes from us all of us inside but when we have a team when we have a group of people that are whispering positive things in our ears trust me that confidence it just comes out 10 times more and you're just like i can do this so what i'm hearing you say is like for a a, a first time investor like do you think like the index is the right way to go because it's a good way to have like a really diversified, even if you put $50 in and then what you're saying, I'm just seeing if I'm hearing correctly, keep putting the same amount of money every month. So trata de guardar, try to save 50, 100, 100, whatever you can save and put it in and keep putting it into that index. If you're young or you're a first time investor and you have a long runway, right? And also if you're older, you're saying, the algorithm in today's world will find for you something that's less risky, or maybe it's treasury bills, or maybe it's whatever mm -hmm. it is that it'll find you that makes more money short term in a less risky way. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And then a Roth IRA, you and Susie Orman both agree with that, that it's very good. Yes, definitely very good. The type of account that you use is always going to have some sort of tax restriction you know either you're paying the taxes now with you which you do when you invest using a Roth IRA or you pay taxes in the future which you do when you invest into a traditional IRA or 401k you know the the taxes come out when you're going to take the money out in retirement and and that is something that can require a little bit more of financial planning for you to kind of figure out which one makes sense for me and when is the best time. Do I pay it now or do I pay it later? Yes. And listen, if you're young and you, you're you in a very low tax bracket because you you work at, you know, the mall and 
that's the best time for you to pay your taxes because taxes will never get lower than when you're in a low right. tax bracket. <laughs> right. Right. That's but a good if, point. But if you are, you know, middle age and if you are making $150,000 a year, you're in a very high tax bracket. You want to diversify where you put your money, maybe put a little bit in a pre-tax account and then put some in a post-tax account. So you can get very creative. So you don't there have to pay so everything at the end, which so you, you don't have want to pay the money to live on. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think are like when you, since you talk to so many people about this, what are the biggest mistakes somebody makes like really being a novice at investing? What are the big mistakes that they could make? It's truly just not getting started as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, today is truly the best day to get started. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was slightly better, but today is a great day. Right now, if you're listening to this right now, yeah. log in, log into Fidelity, log into Vanguard, choose a broker and go ahead and get started. Because once you get started, you realize how much you're missing out. And then you become a little bit addicted like I did. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, this is great. I love to kind of think of my financial plan just on a yearly basis. Like I do have a, a general overarching idea, that five-year plan, that 10-year plan, and of course that retirement plan. But I really like to kind of look at things by year. And I like to say, hey, you know what? This year I'm investing $20,000 into the stock market. I'm investing $20,000 in, in real estate in some way, whether it be building up to buy a property or you know making it happen this year. And at the end of the year, as you're getting close to the end of the year, it's so funny because Christmas is such a huge distraction. <laughs> the holidays are such a huge distraction. But I, you know, during the holidays, I also like to remind people, hey, make sure that you're kind of looking back at your finances. Make sure that you have all your receipts in order for the year because oh my God, I, I'm, a I'm a receipt fanatic. <laughs> Are you like, really? Oh my God. I tell people, I look, I go to dinner with people. I go, aren't you getting a receipt? They're like, no. I go, if you don't have a receipt, the IRS is not going to accept it. I don't think <laughs> people right. realize and so you want to also try to collect receipts for your investments as well. Right. And at the end of the year, you kind of go back, you log into that account and you say, hey, what were the changes that were made this year? What are the losses that I took this year? Are there any, is there anything that I can write off? And you kind of, you know, at the end of the year, summarize that and send it to your accountant. And, and that's how we ultimately find a little bit of a break here and there. And, and that's what we have to do. We have to realize that, yes, the market is going to go up and down. Yes, we might, you know, not make the best call sometimes. But ultimately, we have a lot of history that shows that if you follow a plan, if you stick to something for long for the long term, you're going to make a return on your money, you know, and so once you put all that together, and you also along the way are making smart choices from a business perspective, in terms of increasing your income, taking any losses that you can make writing those things off, then you're you're really getting to the place that every year, you're a little bit smarter with money. <laughs> and that's but you know what goal. I love I love hearing you number one, because you're very calm, which calms me down. So I can see why you're <laughs> very good at this. But also because like a lot of people say to me, how do you learn everything about real estate? And you go, it's one day at a time. Like to hear you say 10 years ago, you put in $50 and now you like, Crazy, just right? by doing, you learn. Like 
you just have to be in the game, right? You have to be in the game. You have to keep playing. I mean, listen, I saw a great thing. I'm not a huge like uh, sports person, but I saw a little recap that mentioned how many shots Michael Jordan had missed. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, we always hear about how great he did and how many shots he yeah. landed. And this particular post was like, that's how many shots he's missed. And it's like, it just goes to show that in order for you to be great at something, you have to be okay with, with like not some, being some, great some, every my single son says, day. You got to be okay with the L's. Yes. <laughs> you got to take those L's and, you know, and, and as soon as you, you get a couple L's, you're going to have a nice big W. And, and you're going to have a nice big W. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, And Nelly. you are just... A beautiful, you're tan linda, tan preciosa, and tan Ay, gracias. Igual, I mean, hello, inspiration. <laughs> so thank you for everything that you do. And oh. thank you for that amazing quote that I know everybody thinks about, like, don't buy shoes, buy buildings, because that is still, you know, there's still so much left for me to do in life. And I'm just excited to share my journey with everyone and to show the ups and downs, because listen, there are some low lows sometimes, but we always keep pushing and, you know, like, our parents did when they had to go through their struggles we're going to do the same and we're going to be better for it Michaelina, thank you so much julie gracias nelly money maker is a production of money news network money maker is written and hosted by me nelly galan our executive producer is morgan lavoy thanks for listening see you next time